baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, the uh, the highly stressed but uh, completely happy Cubs fan John Tabor running the show today. Folks. You watch that final out, I can guarantee you. Uh, he was up at 11.30 pulling the Cubs through. I, I was not up at 11.30. No, I wasn't either, but I... Uh, I did happen to go check, Cubs. I check. Go Cubs is right. Beat go, the Dodgers. Go Cubs. I'm going to pull for them. Uh, at any rate, I'll pull for them until they beat, play the Astros. If the Astros uh, Yankees going to knock the Astros out. Oh, did I say that? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, we don't. You know, I didn't like you to begin <laughs> with, but now it gets off to a roaring good start. <laughs> what was it? The Joe Oliva quote yesterday. I thought I hated Joe. I could not hurt, hurt hate Joe Oliva more. I was wrong. I was wrong. I, was wrong. I, I, I hate it worse. Oh. But somebody that nobody hates. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. The title sponsor of said Edge, Dr. David Weber. Uh, probably today sometime and talk. We'll talk about it Monday. But uh, anything, my, I'm all Mike Leach all the time right now. You make a lot of sense. I, I haven't I, the parts that I've read. Yes, but uh, again, Mike Leach is sort of an out of the box kind of guy, which I think we desperately need in athletics. You need fresh approaches, and so I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, to reading that, so well, that's news to Bill Hancock because he's pretty much uh, been been um, approached about it at SEC Media Days and elsewhere. He's probably asked on a weekly basis, "Will it be expanded?" And he has emphatically said no, at least for the next four years. Oh uh, yeah, uh, but think... at some point, you know, if money becomes too attractive, I'm sure they will expand it probably to eight. But yeah, uh, sixteen sounds good to me. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, on another one here, and, and again, I'm not uh, I'm not going to go into a, a big rant on this one or whatever. But let's just say I have a diminished interest, maybe, okay. in uh, in professional football right now for for a bunch of different reasons. Okay. But uh, big one comes up: uh, Ezekiel Elliott. The yeah. court uh, cleared the way for the NFL to impose the six game suspension uh, over the domestic violence allegations. Uh, it you know it hits the league with the latest high profile fight. And their inability to punish players, or its ability actually, inability, ability, depending on which side you, for off the field behavior or alleged off the field behavior. Uh, Roger Goodell could be, is that actually Joe Oliva? Is that the same person? If you ran a popularity contest, who would who would who would win? Well, apparently, there is a popularity uh, problem with Roger Goodell, so much so that his wife has taken had taken to Twitter to try to defend him. She is attractive lady, by the way, I might say. Mrs. You make $42 million a year and I'm, your wife's not attractive? Right. That's on you. Right. If I made $42 million a year, she might marry me. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, or $300. Or 300 Well, it takes a little bit more than that to uh, pay for her dresses. But she, Mrs. Goodell is, uh, fights for her man, which we like to see. And uh, she uh, you know, says that Roger's getting a bad rap and he's you know, takes guts to do what he's doing, and blah 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 blah. And by the way, she just enjoys enjoys the the fruits of a forty two million dollar salary or forty four, whatever it may be. Um, Jimmy, you know, it's four million dollars a month plus he makes. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. think about that for a second. You know, we're going to go get a check for whatever we make per month, or you know, whatever it is we do. 
Dude is getting a $4 million plus check a month. Jamie, $4 million a month. You know, and people around here want to complain about the price of a ticket to a ULM or Tech or, or ball games or whatever, the local or even LSU, they complain about that, and yet they're willing to support a product where the guy that heads it up makes $44 million a year. Sorry, I'm having a little trouble understanding the logic there. Russell says, if I made $42 million, I'd have five wives. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have any. You don't want any of the rest of us. Russell, <laughs> kidding? We're, are you Russell, kidding ourselves, Russell? Russell, that may work in Utah. But uh, here it's, it's uh, not as popular. Um, but no, no. If I made forty-two million a year, I would I would want last name. Russell, <laughs> Russell, Russell. This is called cutting your losses before they occur. Uh, we could Jerry and I can help you with that. Yeah, five uh, lives into forty-two million. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's Russell. Here's the key to your yeah. uh, to your nineteen eighty-eight Taurus. Yeah, let that's me. What you have left? Let me. I, yeah, I can tell you what that's like to go through that Russell without uh, without costing you you know, a bunch of all your millions. Uh, uh, save your money uh, and just um, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Um, but it, at this point, Terry, uh, is it really, you know, if you want to talk about the NFL and, and Zeke Elliott or anything, I mean, honestly, I looked at it, you know, just for whatever, but it, it my life, again, goes on. Uh, I want, this is what I want the NFL to do, okay? Without getting into the politics of it, because we we stay away from that as much as we can. Here here's what here's where the NFL could could strike a great compromise. Okay, um, first of all, let's expand the rosters. Okay, from fifty three to sixty five or sixty six. Have a twelve man practice squad. They already have those. They don't have twelve man. They have ten, and they have fifty three man rosters. Right. Okay. That employs more people, right? Okay. Okay. The, as a result, build into the ticket prices a certain amount that goes to the families of the victims of the Las Vegas shooting. Okay. Then build it into also make a huge contribution to the to Puerto Rico, to Houston, and to Florida or wherever, the, you know, Key West if you want to, whatever. That's how you get goodwill back. And you can say a portion of each player's salary and, you know, whatever will go to hurricane relief and will go to the shooting victims' families, who now had breadwinners now wiped out that were going to send kids to colleges and everything. Uh, we don't think about that anymore. We don't think about the families of 9-11 that are still suffering. Who, even if, and we're not thinking about, by the way, the people who survived, the first responders who died because they got lung cancer because they inhaled large ash, which is now a problem in California. We've forgotten that. We'd rather talk about being one topic heavy, and let's be honest, all this thing is political. Why not foster goodwill? And what greater way to make a point than to do something like that? Now, granted, a lot of these players, to give them, do a lot of good charity work, and the teams do as well. But now is the time to galvanize and come behind and put your fellow citizens first instead of your you know, the argument that 
deserves to be heard. Nobody's saying it doesn't. Don't spend your time doing that when you could, we could turn around and, I mean, can you imagine the goodwill that would be fostered by something like that? And you can turn, turn that's how you take and turn a negative into a positive. And all of a sudden, you've got everybody's attention. You've got the person who you want the most, the president's attention. You've got owners who are now, you know, vilified. You've got Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, take some of that $44 million you make and make a large contribution to the shooting victims, families in Las Vegas. And then, by the way, move your happy behinds from L.A. charges back to San Diego because you should have never left in the first place. And by the way, Oakland, you probably need to stay there as well. But anyway, okay, that's how you turn a negative into a positive. And then who cares whether Ezekiel Elliott is suspended for six games because you can go out and sign, you know. I know all this costs money. But obviously, if you've got a commissioner being paid $44 million for pissing off everybody, including his own grandmother, if she were still alive, then why not turn a negative into a positive and put your money where your mouth is and do something like this. Problem solved. Problem solved that you created on your own because you're a bunch of selfish you-know-whats. They're not going to do that. Turn, I take a – well, you know what, Terry? It's high time they do. Well, I got one for you. They don't ask me to pay money, tax me to pay money to build a stadium. Turn a negative I, I, into a positive. I, 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 you, know. you disagree? No. I, I mean, I, go I, ahead. I, if you disagree. No, I mean, I'm not going to get into that because – People, uh, I've, you know, we've that's been, not political. Well, that's what that's doing the right thing. I, I've been asked to sort of steer away from that, and I'm going to respect that. Do I have very strong feelings? Yeah, actually, I do. Uh, and at some point, we may get to share some of those. It's well, I just want to solve. It's a bit. I want to get to something else, though. I want to. I want to transition. I'm not. I'm not avoiding the topic. And I got three people texting me, telling me they want me to talk about. It. I'm not avoiding the topic. All right, but we can go in a little different. I want to go in a different direction right now because this is broke, and I appreciate Sean uh, texting me on this. Uh, the NCAA yes. has just released in the last three minutes their long-awaited report well, we've been talking about on this. North Carolina and the alleged academic scandal that has embroiled the university for 20-plus years. Uh, it's unbelievable what's coming down. We're going to go ahead and take our break. And on All the right. back side of the break, we're going to tell you the – just incredible findings that the NCAA had. You got to be kidding me! What you for? Stay tuned, folks. For for North Carolina folks, if you're a basketball fan, you might want to start selling some stock. Anyway, you're listening to the Edge, 97.7 Sports Talk, 97.7. This segment was brought to you by my great friends. It's Iwork for a weekly Jamie Fox. As, uh, as well, everyone listening should. Yeah. As well, everyone listening should. Uh, gourmet pizza by design. Tower Drive and Monroe. That is Powerworks. We'll make pizza by design. When we come back. Uh, you're going to want to sit down and hear this one, folks. Uh, the NCAA, North Carolina. Uh, we have a definitive winner, and it's probably not who you think it is. If you're Coastal Carolina, you should be very afraid. Back in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. Uh, I want to set the table. We just had a ruling 
in the NCAA versus North Carolina investigation that goes back to 2010, the investigation part of it. Let me set this up real quick. Now, keep in mind, before Terry goes on, this has been the NCAA has had seven years to come up with something on North Carolina. Go. Uh, let's just set the table here. Uh, it started out with an investigation into um, football players, ties to agents, and proper improper benefits uh, for football players. At any rate, uh, the NCAA closed the first investigation. It went from 2010 to 2012. Uh, heavy football player or heavy penalties for the football team. And the questions were surrounding papers written in classes for the Department of African American Studies. As a result, uh, in 2014, the NCAA reopened the investigation uh, for the football team, men and women's basketball team. The men's basketball national championships in 2005 and 2009 were called into question and could be in jeopardy. Uh, they just released something here, but let's go back. Uh, after 2010, the investigation, the NCAA handed North Carolina football a one-year postseason ban, took 15 scholarships over a three-year period, and forced the program to vacate 16 wins in March 2012. Uh, during the course of the investigation, North Carolina had identified, North Carolina the University had identified a problem, self-identified problems, with the African-American Studies Department, uh, and they worked jointly with the NCAA to investigate. But no NCAA violations were found. Interesting. As a result of those problems, an internal faculty investigation, and Jamie, understand how this works. The NCAA investigates you with their investigators. Also, you do an internal investigation with your people. And in a lot of cases, you'll hire a law firm, an outside person, to independently audit you as well. So at any given time, there could be three investigations going on concurrently, and they may or may not work with each other, uh, just depends. Uh, at any rate, uh, the internal faculty investigation began. And it found 50, now this is documented, this is true, 54 classes, classes, 54 classes, right, that you take, uh, in the Department of African American Studies that were taught from summer 2007 to summer 2011. Uh, they documented things including grade changes, forced faculty signatures, and limited or zero class time. The majority of the kids enrolled in these classes were athletes. So North Carolina themselves, this is the faculty investigation. North Carolina sends their findings to the NCAA. All right? Here is a picture of me running eight stop signs. I'm speeding. Here is a screenshot of my speedometer that shows 85 miles an hour in a 30. Here you go. Um, North Carolina starts getting involved. Mm. There's a guy named uh, Keith Weinstein. Weinstein, whatever his name is. Oh, that's an interesting name nowadays, yeah. isn't it? Uh, yeah, no relation, we think. We don't think. Uh, North Carolina hired him to put an invest independent investigation again. And based on the report, you have ESPN outside the lines, a guy playing named Rashad McCants, a really good basketball player. He alleged academic fraud, saying he had papers written for him. He had classes he never attended. Everything was helped to help him retain eligibility. Roy Williams denied the charges. Uh, the Raleigh News and Observer reported five members of the 2005 National Championship team accounted for a combined 39 classes that they enrolled in that has been identified as confirmed or suspected that never met. Um, okay. Uh, the Weinstein Report released the most extensive investigation to date. It found that the former African-American Studies Chairman uh, Julius Nyangro and former uh, Office Administrator Deb Crowder created bogus classes 
to help student-athletes stay eligible for a period from 1993 to 2011. Let me do the math on that. Oh, yeah, 18 years. Only one paper was required to be turned in to meet class requirements. Most received A and B grades. That's where I wanted to go to school. I've been valedictorian. This is what the, the investigation that North Carolina sanctioned found out. This is not the NCAA. This is what they self-reported. That's, that's okay, the, this is what they said we did. We say we did this. Which is pretty egregious. Um, anyway, uh, let's go further. NCAA had, in May of 2015, the NCAA sent another notice of allegations to North Carolina charging the school with five major violations. Lack of institutional control. Offering impermissible benefits to athletes. Uh, if the issue, the NCAA classified the African-American studies classes as possible improper benefits, stating that athletes received access to the courses and no general other students could get that. That's a big, uh, it's a big deal, improper benefits. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, in 2016, the NCAA amended the notice of allegations. The schools still face lack of institutional control. You know, the fact that you have an entire department that's a bogus operation? I don't know. Institutional control, lack thereof. You got an entire program uh, that's bogus? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and, and unbelievable. Awesome. Uh, but wait, it gets better. Oh, it gets better. Um, in December, the NCAA sent a third notice of allegation, and they delivered a big vote. They said the impermissible benefit charge returned. The NCAA described the school and athletic department as leveraging its relationship with uh, the former head of the department to obtain special uh, benefits. They pointed to men's football and basketball as using courses to maintain their eligibility. Uh, the lack of institutional control charges remains. North Carolina told the NCAA in May, hey, NCAA, you got no jurisdiction in our academics. They also denied the student-athletes received impermissible benefits because the paper classes were offered to the entire student body. Everybody could take it, which actually it could. So you want to talk about skating on the technicality? Uh, are you ready for this one, folks? I got news for you. Uh, you got a winner and a loser in every battle. Let me, let me, let me put it uh, rocky terms for you. The North Carolina Tar Heels said, look, NCAA, you can't say anything about our academics. We do whatever we want. And then NCAA said, no, you can't because you cheated and you got improper benefits, and we know it. You know who just won? North Carolina just beat the NCAA by 30. Yes. The NCAA said, well, you know, um, we, we really don't have much jurisdiction for the academic stuff here. Um, you know, they folded like a chair. I mean, the panel found just two violations, and neither one of them are going to cause the serious trouble. I think one of them is the fact that one of the North Carolina football coaches parked in a handicap zone for 30 seconds one time. Well, no, they found that the department chair and the former curriculum secretary failed to co cooperate during the investigation. This is like the Pete Carroll at USC blaming it on the $40,000-a-year compliance guy. Yes. You know, Reggie Bush's parents have a $4 million house now. Obviously, it's the $40,000 compliance guy. Well, fault. we're back to, back, to the, back to the days of Bear Bryant and Gene Sean throwing the NCAA out of their office. They could not conclude. This is what the Committee on Infractions said. You want to talk about uh, Mark, a bunch of Mark Emmert right now is, is downing Maylots by the, by the gallant jug. The Committee of Infractions, and this is the terminology. These are lawyers, remember, Jamie Foxx. These are all lawyers. Uh, he, they could not conclude academic violations in North Carolina. They didn't give them a clean bit of help. They couldn't conclude that. Uh, Meanwhile, Bruce Pearl gets three years and Donnie. For lying about a barbecue. Unbelievable. By the way, 
who's more nervous at this morning, Mark Emmert or Ole Miss? Because they're probably going to shut Ole Miss down, the hypocrites that the NCAA is. And now, like you talk about selective enforcement, this, these people, the dictionary definition of it. Maybe North Carolina said, look, we had these bogus classes. And this we, is what we did. We did it. What are you going to do about it? They're like, well, we couldn't prove it. You proved it for us. Well, good Lord. We know this can't be about in, uh, North Carolina football right now. They maybe shut Campbell University down. You know, that's oh, North Campbell, Carolina. Campbell's in there. Campbell's getting the death penalty. Yes. Simple yes. state, don't answer the phone today. No. Oh, hell no. Don't And don't do it if you're Ole Miss, because that's who you watch. Apparently, oh. it's okay to cheat in academics and get away with it. And it's not okay to pay, but, but you, you know, and, and by the way, who doesn't? Who doesn't? I can't speak to that. In, I can speak to, they said we did this. Yeah. We, it's like somebody confessing to a, uh, to an 18 year string of murders. Yes, I killed Joe. I killed Billy. But we can't prove I killed it. Rita. Yeah. And here's my, here's the, here's the proof. I'm going <laughs> to sign the confession and the judge like, yeah, but I just don't have any proof. Dude, they confessed. He said we did it. And, and, and they're like, well, we don't have any conclusive proof. NCAA, you suck. Do you need a video of it? You suck. And you're, you're, you're hypocritical. You have... Tony, look, look oh, by the way, Greg Sankey's uh, quoted in this article, too, by the way, our, 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 our friendly SEC commissioner. And he says a bunch of uh, legal garbage that doesn't make sense either. Uh, you know, folks, what? You talk about... Selective enforcement. This is unbelievable. Now you watch, you watch them throw the hammer. And I'm not an Ole Miss fan necessarily. I mean, I just, I mean, I don't think they're any more guilty than any of us are. But uh, listen, what did what did our good friend Mr. Sankey say? It, it's unbelievable. And you know, really, when you think about this, I can't get to it. Okay, while this is it. Okay, this is this sums it up. While student athletes likely benefited from the courses, you think so? Fifty four of them. So did the general student body, said Sankey. Additionally, the record did not establish hmm, that the university created and offered the courses as part of a systematic effort to benefit only student athletes. Folks, they basically told you that's what it was set up there's for. There's only one time. If you turned a blind eye toward it and goes, yeah, I really yeah, I mean, this is like, this is like, There's only like, one time in American history that it's been used better. And this was Bill Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I guess it depends on what you determine. Thank you. Exactly. What's, yeah. Okay. It, it uh, depends on what your definition of is is. Let, let me hear you. Yeah, that's it. Let me, let, Tony goes, hey, you know, the African-American studies. Tony, let, let me cover the African-American studies program because I think he's, uh, he's a little bit confused with it. Uh, what's it designed for? You have a lot, you have women's studies. Mm-hmm. You have Latin American studies. You have African-American studies. And most colleges cover those things. Is it designed to help athletes? No, not not as a general rule. Do athletes take those classes sometimes? Sure. Uh, we all, look. We all went to school. Jamie, my class when I was at Northeast back in the day, the easy class to boost the GPA was aviation. You remember aviation? Yes. I took av. I made it. I think I'm the only guy that ever made a B in aviation. Well, you after taking aviation, I sure as hell wouldn't want to be in a plane. No, no, no. It's never but, about that. But right. I, I took that. What is it like going out into the airport? No, it's like I drank the, the, the cocktail the, lounge. The Wright brothers invented the first plane. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it was it was an easy. Jamie, I was at PE to start with, so it sounds like I needed more easy classes. What is it? Kitty Hawk is in A, Arkansas, B, Arizona, three, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think you. I put D. Okay. Uh, at any rate, okay. that is uh, that's the classes, that, and everybody knows those classes. 
the, the get out of jail free card is could anybody be set up for those things? Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can register for it. Uh, and I'm going to cover, I got about five people texting in about Auburn. I'm going to cover that on the next segment. I think it's a completely different deal. But, uh, yeah, the hypocrisy of the NCAA on this one, you couldn't prove it. You've got to be joking, folks. Well, and Auburn, which is kind of an Auburn like, they're, they're attacking this from the get go. I mean, but you watch. You watch. They'll find something. I mean, this seems like an open and shut case with Auburn. And whereas you had seven years to get your act together in NCAA with North Carolina, and you will. Uh, if, if I'm all Auburn, purpose, I think. Look, if I'm a school with any kind of funds and Auburn has them, yep. I am giving the uh, the ring finger to the NCAA. Indeed. When you come on my campus and you ask me anything about academics, I'm going to have my police officers throw you off my campus. And I will drive to Auburn and help throw you off. And so will you. You're not even coming on my Campus. No, after you make a ruling like this and you want to accuse Auburn of academic fraud, go to a very warm place. Well, uh, Minnesota a couple years ago with uh, Clem Haskins, his yeah. daughter got caught up. Arkansas had an issue. Uh, we'll get into Auburn. What a bunch of frauds. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. What a bunch it's going to be good stuff to talk about today. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. The NCAA bashing continues. How Joe Oliva is not working for the NCAA, and that's probably the next move for. Oh, I Joe think Oliva. Joe Oliva's going to be president. Of the yeah, NCAA. He, he's, a, he's a dead set. By the way, we'll help Roger Goodell. Well, because some of this ruling, it sounds very Joe Oliva-ish. It, it does sound Joe Oliva. Anyway, goes to the Edge 97.7, Sports Talk 97.7. Seven brought to you by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, Attorney Law, Tremendous North Louisiana Attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is the man for you. Three one eight. 324-1411. Bobby Manning, Attorney Law. Back in a minute. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. I don't like the way that And welcome back in Sports Talk 977. <laughs> Oh, crazy the, stuff we heard from on. the NCAA. Uh, Bama Jim wants to know if it's Carolina hate day. No, our, ours is more directed toward the NCAA, who actually No, makes- Jim, actually, you, uh, to me, this is a hole in one if you're, if you're North Carolina. I mean, you, you've kind of set a precedent. You've called them out and you've won. Yeah. Now, yeah, we'll see if this has a. Do you think I'll have a celebratory parade? You know, if you're Ole Miss and Auburn right now, and you, you hear about this rule and you go, now, let me. Let me just hear I got this straight. <laughs> now, listen, hey, uh, North Carolina, let's be honest. I mean, Ole Miss lawyers are smiling right now. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's, let's not downplay what North Carolina means to the world of college basketball, okay? That's why I'm interested to see what the NCAA, with all this goes on, does with Kansas and Kentucky and all these other thoroughbreds. You know, right now you've gone after Auburn and Oklahoma State in basketball. Uh, and, 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 and USC and Arizona. Well, yeah, well, let's see if any of that holds. Because after a room like this, these guys are capable of anything. And if you got to, apparently there's some deeper pockets in North Carolina than any of us thought were possible. Okay, here's the deal with Auburn. All right, we'll, we'll segue into Auburn, which is pretty good here. So it was reported that a football player at Auburn had a test taken for him by anyone other than him. Okay. And so that's sort of blown up. It was a mentor and a tutor and the supervisor and what have you. And the student athlete allegedly told the uh, mentor that, hey, he didn't take this test. The, the tutor had taken it for him. 
the mentor reported to the supervisor, uh, and it goes up the food chain. Okay. So Auburn, and again, these cats, folks, I bash Joe Oliva all the time. Uh, you know, because he deserves it. He deserves it. Don't think he's not a sharp dude. But sometimes it makes you wonder. But the athletic directors at a Power Five school or any school, they've got to be fairly sharp to, to hang around as long as they do. So Auburn, yeah, but a backfire that can be used, which for is good brilliant. To uh, Auburn releases this to the Montgomery advisor, um, and they've already had a, hired a law firm to get ahead of it. Here is the Auburn statement, and this is this is sure genius. The player for which we are conducting an investigation is not a member of the current team and was not a member of the team at the time of the allegation. He is a former player who came back to school to complete his degree. As you know from our, from our statement, he categorically denies the claim. The allegation made in the ESPN story is false based on our review to date. The person making the accusation was a part-time employee placed on administrative leave in August. She is making claims not supported by facts, and based on what ESPN told us this morning before the story came out, she keeps changing her story. Neither she nor her attorney nor our investigation have produced anything to support her claims. Neither has ESPN. It also should be noted that the accuser has signed a 38 bi-monthly timesheet during her part-time employment stating she has no knowledge nor has witnessed a student-athlete participating in academic dishonesty. She has also signed compliance forms indicating no knowledge of wrongdoing. We have no wrongdoing to think about the former allegation of the former student. Then why did ESPN even take this to Because to air. she's crying wolf. She didn't get her money. She got angry. Or then again, she might have actually seen this. This might actually be true. Here's the way Auburn handled this as deftly as you possibly can. Hey, number one, we think it's garbage. All right, we don't. We pay no credence into it. But even if it were true, it's not a member of a football team. He didn't do it while he was a member of the football team. So you got no jurisdiction to punish me whatsoever. There's no improper benefit. Bye-bye, NCAA. He didn't do it. But if he did, it'd be like, hey, I didn't cheat on my wife. But if I did, you know, and so. I didn't commit the murder. But if, but I, did, if I OJ, what was OJ's book? If I did it. If I did it. If I did it, I would have done it. But I didn't do it. But if I did, that's Auburn. It's brilliant. So they've hired a lot. They're out in front of this thing. Uh the, the thing is going to blow up this weekend on North Carolina and the NCAA. You could not literally look worse than the NCAA does right now. And Mark Emmert, who is a very, to my understanding, a very uh, passionate, trustworthy, good individual, but you're leading an organization that has less credibility than uh, IRS. Uh, I was going to say like the Cuban government. I mean, it's just, it's well, let's awful the lack of credibility. Even governing before the ruling, now it's the Venezuelan government. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's a disaster. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it screams hypocrisy. It, it, it screams double standard. It screams, uh, they have a lack of, of I mean, the NCA has lax institutional control. Because to come up with a ruling like this, after this amount of Jerry, time, win. and resources expended. No, no, no. You understand the NCAA. That's run by lawyers. Okay. Right. North Carolina pulls the card out there. You do not control our academics because every institution in America is governed by an accrediting body. For example, it's the Southern Association right. of colleges, uh, of college, a, a Northern Association. Well, you know, so it's, it's an accrediting body that gives uh, value to your degree. For example, uh, the, the schools in this region, 
be it LSU or Grambling or ULM or whoever it is, Ole Miss, Southern Association of Colleges accredits that, that thing. And so that's who deals with academic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You want to freak colleges out, you start messing with their accreditation because all of a sudden now you don't get federal funding, your kids get, can't get loans and grants, and it shuts you down like quick. You want to get colleges' attention, mess with them on their accreditation. However, let's fast forward this. The fact that uh, North Carolina tells the NCAA, look, uh, if you have money, if you have, uh, you know, your jurisdiction is if we play payers, uh, you know, pay them money, then, yeah, you you got jurisdiction. If we do things that uh, are nefarious like that, yeah, okay, we'll we'll let you slip. But you have no bearing on what our academic community does. You have no bearing on our African-American studies or our pre-med program or anything else. You stay out. Our academic people will handle that. Our accrediting agents will handle that. And, in fact, they call the NCAA out. There's a reason the NCAA committee, Jamie, came up with this. They couldn't win. Their lawyers told them, if this goes to court, you will not win. That's hmm. why they ruled the way they did. They were told by their attorney, you can't win this. But it took them seven years to come to this conclusion? No, they, I think they kept trying to come up with an angle. where they, But they know they're guilty. Are you kidding me? North Carolina knows they're guilty. North Carolina knows they're guilty. They even admitted to myself. They told them we're guilty. But the NCAA said, or the North Carolina said, even though. You got no jurisdiction. You got no jurisdiction. Right. Which sets a whole new legal precedent now. I mean, let's face it. What is the legal precedent now that. There is none. It's wide open again. Well, that's, again, now if you're Ole Miss waiting on sanctions and if you're, you're Auburn, who. This is right in their wheelhouse because this involves academic fraud. That's why they released statement that they released we didn't do it kid didn't do it ladies full of it but if we did the kid doesn't matter anyway because he wasn't even a member of our program and so basically spin your wheels ncaa you're not going to touch us on this go ahead and try go ahead and the ncaa you talk about need to win god knows if you're campbell university or coastal carolina right now don't answer the phone mm-hmm. but you also open that door up for those attorneys going you know anything academically these days you Go away. I'm not listening to you. You have no academic jurisdiction on my campus. So now, it's, uh, you know, it almost says the, the purview of the, the NCAA now has to, you know, one would think, has to be limited to things like improper benefits. Uh, it can't involve anything involving academics. Well, an improper I mean, benefit, they allege the improper benefit was opening up classes mm-hmm. for, to put athletes in. Uh, and, and here's the hypocrisy and the lunacy of this. North Carolina is not denying that, yes, we had classes that were complete shams. We admit that, but they were for anybody. Wow. They weren't just for athletes. So the NCAA. This was your aviation yeah. course. Yes. Yeah. So the NCAA's allegation of an improper benefit, the NCAA's not saying we have a problem with your sham class. The NCAA has a problem with your sham class that you're keeping athletes eligible in. North Carolina's going, yep, we had a sham class, but it was available for athletes and everybody else. But their main contingent, you have no right to make a judgment one way or the other. But it's not. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like giving cars, okay? I'm going to go give a car to five athletes. That's that's improper benefit, right? Right. If I gave a car to every student on that campus, it's, it's not, not a, an improper benefit. Right. Now, I'm, I'm making a very large embellishment here, but I wanted you to get that point of how the NCAA operates. North Carolina, hey, look, we did it, but it was for everybody. It's everybody. Why does this remind me of 
of our, our, our good old, God rest his 90-year-old soul, Edwin Edwards, who says, you know, it's, again, it goes back to the Jimmy Swagger thing on, on, on Living Colors. You know, I've said, but not like me, not like me, not like me. And you know, you're going, dear God, give that man a beer. I mean, it is, uh, this is, this is almost, this is hysterical. War damn eagle. <laughs> yes, indeed. War, war damn eagle is right. You just got them. How should I pay? You have them by a very sensitive part of their body right now. I can <laughs> promise you, Auburn. You've got them where you want them. Jamie, they knew this was coming. Vice grip. The NCAA, that's why they slow played this thing, trying to find an angle. Yeah. They did not have one. Their lawyers told them, and this is Waldrop's interpretation of what went on, their lawyers, the NCAA lawyers, which they're full of them, told them, you cannot win this. Well, I guess the thing that surprises me the most is why the NCAA re- re- released their ruling at, I guess, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock Eastern time, 10 o'clock Eastern time. And they should have released it at five o'clock on this afternoon, but nobody cared. Or Saturday even. I mean, why bother? I mean, I, it's I just tell you the answer to it's that. it's crazy. And, and no, Jim, I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't hate North Carolina. Uh, I admire them. I listen. They're they're actually our heroes right now because now, if you're, you know, and now, you know, even though it may not involve academics, who knows what you know? Ole Miss can can take this. Their panel of lawyers can come up. With something like, well, by the way, you know, we just happened to give ten thousand dollars to this guy, so he could enroll in our uh, nationally recognized um, uh, Mississippi history class or something. Let me like sum it up for you. our aviation class. Yeah, which it, it, sounds a lot. No disrespect to aviation. That was the class back in the day. They said take, and so I took it. And I, again, I think I'm the only one that ever made a B in there. Well, this and, and of course a- I never went. That actually, this was the history of aviation, right? It's not, no, no. It's not like you're flying planes. Yeah, I thought they would. You know, no, no. no. Let, let me sum this up for you. I don't even like flying commercial with you, but anyway, let me sum this up for you, and we'll take a break. Um, I, I will sum this up as succinctly as I can. The North Carolina Department of African American Studies, and I think it was African and Afro American Studies. I think it's the technical name for it, correct name. They allowed thousands of courses on paper to benefit all students mm-hmm. that took these classes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Athletes, not athletes, whoever, if you just happen to roll into that class, you need a GPA bump, take that class. Uh, since the fact that all the classes were open to everybody, the NCAA could not say, that actual extra benefit sanctions occurred. End of story. Bottom line, end of story. Since it was open to everybody, which begs the question, do you think North Carolina, when putting this together, said, hmm, if we open this to everybody, then ah, think about that. We're going to go ahead and take our last break. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, uh, trying to get Joe Oliva, the North Carolina Chancellor, on the phone. My new hero, the North Carolina Chancellor. This segment is not sponsored by the NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, certainly not. At any rate, uh, sponsored by my friends, Spinevel. God knows the NCAA could use some Spinevel right now. Indeed. Pamper the special people in your life and the NCAA. 318 807 1060. Spinevel and Monroe, back in a minute. Getting good things happen. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in. 
Sports Talk 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, the uh, the tired but uh, elated John Tabor after a Cubs victory last night. Yes, or, indeed. Or a Nationals meltdown, depending on the way that, uh, that you look at it. And yet again, Washington takes a loss. <laughs> again, D.C. takes another loss. Uh, it, maybe the NCAA should move their headquarters to Washington, D.C. Uh, either that or, well, we'll just leave it. Maybe they'll. We'll... Uh, a couple things. Uh, Jamie, I put this up. Uh, somebody sent it to me yesterday. It's sort of funny. Uh, you know, Texas-Oklahoma this weekend. And if mm-hmm. you've never been around that rivalry, it is a very dislike rivalry. I would equate it to like LSU-Alabama fan right now on the LSU side of it. Red River They don't rivalry. like yeah. each other. Oklahoma-Texas, right. right? Correct. Played State Fair in Dallas every year, and it's, it's always a bizarre game. At any rate, uh, University of Texas yesterday, there was a kid at the University of Texas that got up in one of these big lecture halls, uh-huh. right? And he's got his Oklahoma red shirt on. And again, these people hate each other. Had his Oklahoma red shirt and starts yelling at all the people in the class how Oklahoma was just going to throttle Texas and use some. I'd like to play it on the air, but there's some expletives in there. It goes on for about 20, 25 seconds and pointing at them about how their Oklahoma Baker Mayfield is just going to whoop Texas and it's going to be bad. All of a sudden, and there's somebody videoing, and out of the corner of your eye, you see this guy in a Texas Longhorns jersey, another student. Is this guy is just ranting and raving in front of the class? The Texas kid in the jersey Excellent. absolutely obliterates him. Who some people said he's hit harder than most Texas linebackers. No word if the kid's going to be on scholarship or not, but just absolutely takes this kid out. It was epic. And you're thinking, I don't care which side of this you're on. Yeah, but that's that's karma. That's justice. You wonder if that was staged. Though. Uh, no, it was not. No, <laughs> he drills him. I'll show it to you. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know if you don't associate Austin with really tough folks, but apparently uh, uh, there's enough down there. There, oh, The talent's there. That's the sure. talent is there. No question. So, okay, let's let's talk on this last one about uh, a couple of the games we have coming up. We've slammed the NCAA enough. Uh, well, no, not, not, not enough. Not enough. But, 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 we'll run out of time to slam it. How's that? Yeah. Uh, if you're uh, interested how the SEC is shaping up this weekend, if you're, uh, should be beautiful. By the way, if you, uh, uh, get a chance to uh, support your local university. Uh, and uh, if you're going down to, to Auburn, uh, that's a 2.30 kickoff. Uh, Arkansas is at Alabama. Jeez. What's the line on that? Is it still double digits? Uh, 97, Lance, I saw. Uh, Auburn at LSU, of course. A&M at Florida. Jim McElwain, he loses that game, Jamie Fox. Yeah, yeah. They're going to turn up the heat on your boy. Well, in, in if Cameron Sublin loses. You know, either one. That's uh, something like four and one. He's doing better. He's doing better. Georgia, Missouri, Kentucky is uh, that vaunted open date. Uh, pillow fight of the week is Vanderbilt at Ole Miss. Uh, Somebody has to win that. Pillow fight number two is BYU at Mississippi State. And then the one I kind of got at a passing interest in, believe it or not, is South Carolina at Tennessee. Only yeah, because I'm interested. Yeah, just interesting from the standpoint of. Gosh, I mean. You know what it's like to be on the hot seat. Uh, not fun. Uh, games across the country that have gone in my attention. You mentioned, of course, the Red River. Is it the Red River robbery? Red River robbery. In, uh, in the Cotton in Oklahoma, in Texas. That'll always be a dandy. And then you've got, uh, believe it or not, one that's kind of got my attention to see if, uh, because of the offense they run and so forth, uh, what happens if Georgia Tech beats Miami and Duke beats Florida State? Which I think is both possible. Uh, Miami's going to beat Georgia Tech and MSU's going to beat Side Force. Okay. How do you like, uh, of course, I, I think the one from another job security thing is Mike Riley in Nebraska. No, no AD anymore. Uh, 
How does he save his job? Well, it would help if he beat Ohio State this weekend in the horseshoe. I don't think that's going to happen. One that I'm going to tell you that I think my upset uh, are going to be Wisconsin for Purdue. I'm going with the Boilermakers from that one at home. Um, and Texas Tech at West Virginia, I look for Dana Hogerson and the uh, Mountaineers to take that one. That's at home, although I think it'll be the final score will be 77 to 76. Uh, of course, we mentioned Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, upset alert also is USC hosting Utah. I think Utah has a puncher's chance in that one, but at home uh, you go with SC. And then, of course, we mentioned North Tennessee hosts South Carolina and Texas A&M at Florida. And then, uh, you know, we get to, you know, that's it as far as from a national perspective and from the SEC slate. Um, and then, of course, who really cares? Because if you're North Carolina, you've already won this week. And uh, free class is for everybody. By the way, Jamie, uh, there's no truth to the rumor that I am uh, working on a postdoctorate degree at North Carolina. Well, I wish, I only wish that Louisiana Tech offered either aviation or African American studies when my son was going through because that probably could have helped the GPA just a little. Well, it was one class. It was like, like aviation 101. Yeah, he limped to the finish line, but but finished nevertheless. Um, we ain't taking pictures. We're counting numbers, Jamie. If you're North Carolina, obviously this is a uh, slogan already made for you. Compliments to the NCAA. Come to North Carolina. We have class. Uh, or maybe we don't. We have class at North Carolina. Uh, and come and join the, uh, the fruits of lovely Chapel Hill. And uh, Don't you don't make those academicians crazy in any, oh. with any sense of, uh, like, because North Carolina is a very prestigious academic university. It is. Really? Absolutely. Not Let's talk about the Golden Triangle. There's more PhDs between North Carolina, Duke, and North Carolina State, that area, that Golden Triangle, than anywhere in the world. Speaking of hatred, there's not a lot of love lost between Duke and North Carolina. They're only like, what, six miles, five, six miles oh, apart? Can you imagine the Duke signs at the basketball game this oh, year? God. I mean, they're, they're kids working on that right now. Well, it is, too. They, they put up right in a quantum physics paper. And it's right now. A good, good friend of mine, Dr. Dr. Tom Breland, went to school at, at Duke for about a year. So he graduated from everywhere, LSU, ULM. Duke, whatever. Even he and Tom loves everybody. He didn't. He Duke is snobatorium. He liked. He liked. Uh, you know. But he he went there for a while. Got a got a degree from there. I think. He's like he's got like four of them. But uh, obviously, I hang around smart people. But I'm not very smart. But um, it is a situation where um, if you're North Carolina, you have you have uh, poked the bear and and won. And now I think it's interesting to see how this is going to play out, uh, both at Auburn and at Ole Miss. I think Auburn has <laughs> – they have certainly been given an ace that they can hold in this one. And um, we'll see how eventually if the NCAA is uh, selective in enforcing, like they, their reputation and now justly earned, and uh, see how this all plays out. But anyway, enjoy college football. Enjoy, I think – I heard it's going to get up into 90 again. This, these last – Two or three days have been absolutely fantastic in the morning. Uh, great for you know chubby fat guys like me. So uh, and, and Terry, uh, good luck this week, this uh, tonight. Uh, who do your who do your uh, young Mr. Walter uh, go against Oak Grove? Uh, uh, Oak Grove Tigers tonight. Going against uh, Oak Grove in a huge game. We'll Is that at home or at, at, at OCF? We'll see if they bounce back from the uh, Cedar Creek game last week. You play them one at a time. So, Jamie, been fun this week, man. Uh, I'm sure we'll have all sorts of things to get into. I can't wait for the Chris Landry podcast to drop next week Ugh. after this game. 
Maybe he'll share some insight on Jim McElwain. If he loses to A&M, boy, that seat's going to turn up. We're going to be starting looking up buyout numbers for McElwain. If if you're Ed O, though, in, in LSU, do you have to win this game or do you have to be competitive? I think you'll be competitive. Yeah, I don't think most LSU fans are predicting a win. I mean, yeah, I think rational. Uh, I think we should fire the entire SEC except Saban. That's my new thing. On that note, we'll let you guys go. Uh, it's been a pleasure this morning. Our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Carolina Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world, ladies and gentlemen. Go see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Our other very valued sponsors, Washington Valley Federal Credit Union. Bonneville, Pie Works Will Made Pizza by Design, Mr. Bobby Manning, Attorney Law, and our great friends at GB Cooley, who remind you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, which is the Louisiana Special Olympics. For Jamie Fox, for John Tabor, I'm Sherry Walter reminding you to stay tuned this afternoon for at Three Bells for Sean Fox, the sports company, Jamie, and DJ Day will come your way at 5 o'clock to set up high school game night. Mark Kramer and I will be in in the morning at 10 o'clock to recap all the local high school football action from tonight. Until then, folks, have a great day. Aloha. Be safe out there. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waltrip. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday. Missed it? No problem. You can catch the podcast.